It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is there to take away from the Pistons games over the next week or so or the past few games is there anything to take away or to be looking forward to seeing we'll talk about that in today's episode of the lockdown pistons podcast you are locked on pistons your daily detroit pistons podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you save money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And also, if you haven't already, go check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button over there at Lockdown Pistons. We're at 1,100 subscribers. I really appreciate all the love you guys have been giving over there. Uh, but if you haven't already, head over there. Hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Um, we have a guest here today. You guys probably know who it is. Uh, we have a lot of stuff that we, we're going to try to get into today. But before we get into that, it's going to give you guys an update real quick on me. Um, me and my fiance Megan, we have tested positive for COVID. Um, it's not awful right now. Um I'm, I, as, as I've been talking during the podcast, I'm realizing that I'm having a little bit of shortness of breath, uh, but nothing, nothing too bad. I was overhyping myself up the, uh, like an hour or two ago, freaking myself out. My chest was hurting a little bit, but outside of that, um, I don't think we're having it too bad. I don't have a fever. My body is a little sore, but um, we are fully vaccinated and, you know, we'll see how long this lasts, but I just want to let you guys know if you guys are wondering, oh, Ku sounds like he's shortness of breath or Ku doesn't sound like as you know, excited as usual. Uh, while it does have a lot to do with the Pistons straight up sucking right now and not knowing half the players on the team, it does have a little bit to do with the fact that I, I have COVID right now and I'm still trying to push through it. So appreciate you guys for being with us today and hopefully we have a fun episode today. But we have a special guest, our best friend of the podcast. You guys all know him way too well. Bryce Simon, host of the Motor City Hoops podcast. Bryce, how you doing, man? 
I'm good, Koo. And like I said, like I just uh, thoughts and prayers and health sent you and Megan's way. And, you know, we were talking, we don't have to get into all of it. We were talking about it beforehand. Just, just everybody that's still having to, to deal with this. I've had some stuff, you know, a little more closer to home for me that happened this morning as well. So it's been a tough day COVID wise. And uh, I just hope you and Megan and everybody dealing with it, you know, healthy, healthy um, next few days, weeks, months. Hopefully, yeah, man. I, I, I hope everyone out there who has is dealing with it ends up getting through it, being safe, and make sure you guys all continue to be safe out there uh, and, and take it very seriously uh, and do the necessary protocols that, that you need to be doing out there. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the podcast. So I had a question. One of you guys sent me a question yesterday, and I wasn't able to get into it because we had so many things to talk about yesterday. We had a lot of questions. I just wasn't able to get to it. Uh, but it ended up working out because we were able to talk with Bryce about it today. So I really like this question. This is going to be the entirety of the first segment. We may carry into the second segment. Um, and th- we're going to branch out to different types of, of conversations about this. But this is where like it's going to start from. So this was from Love My Surfers. It says, why aren't the Pistons trying out var- various centers during this downtime, even if they are just for practice? And Bryce, you said that you were talking to the the one of the beat writers, Omari, about this on your podcast. Um, just not Not just about the centers, but about how the Pistons are choosing to stay internal with their 10-day contracts. You know, you see other teams sign, you know, Isaiah Thomas. You see Greg Monroe getting a 10-day. You see all these random dudes getting 10 days across everywhere. They're they're, they're getting them from all over the place. But the Pistons have stayed internal with their signings, getting from the Motor City Crews guys. Um, Before we answer the question about why aren't they signing any centers, which I think is a good question, um, what what do you think about them just staying internal? Do Do you see a reason for that, or are we just looking too far into it? No, I think it's interesting, if nothing else, and maybe they just feel the most comfortable with that. Maybe they knew this ruling from the NBA. I know we're going to get into this a little more later on was coming or I don't know if it's a ruling, but this change with NBA protocol was coming and they knew they wouldn't need these guys for as long because I mean, there's going to be a chance we could see Kate Cunningham only end up missing Wednesday's game and then be back for Saturday under the new policy. And then those other guys uh, that went in right after him, Killian, Isaiah Stewart, Saban Lee, and Rodney Magruder could be back for the Monday game against the Bucks. So um, maybe that's why I do think it's interesting. The conversation I was having with Amari was about Isaiah Thomas. He didn't get a second 10-day contract from the Lakers. Now, I'm not saying that there was any sort of long-term future, anything like that with Isaiah Thomas. All I'm saying is this is a roster that you look at it and you're like, man, these guys are going to have trouble scoring. Should we bring in Isaiah Thomas just to be competitive? But I even led myself into, do we want to win any game? Like, do we want to accidentally have him go for 35 and win a game um, right now? And the answer to that is probably no. So it probably makes more sense just to keep it internal, um, keep the COVID outbreak, quote unquote, internal and not be bringing anybody from the outside. So just just to give you guys a little uh, update on that, what Bryce is talking about with the with the changing of the protocols, we'll tweet out today that the NBA quarantines are shortening it to six days based upon COVID testing, excuse me, to COVID testing data. So I don't know how, I don't know how long Cade's been out. Don't know. I I think like you said, he could only end up missing one more game and coming back. Uh, He tested positive on Wednesday. So, I mean, whenever this drops, it'll have been six days. I think you have to be boosted though. Like that was the one thing I didn't see initially. I think you have to have vaccination plus the booster. Okay. So there's a lot of layers to it. They are trying to shorten the the time you have to stay out uh, once you test positive for COVID if you're not having symptoms, all those kind of things. Uh, so we'll see what happens, how long it takes for people to come back. Um, but I, I think I think I don't know. I think we may be reading into it a little bit too much. I mean, it makes 
the Pistons have been talking about for a while. Dwayne Casey in particular has been talking about how they want to make the Motor City Crews not just like a G League team. They want, they want this to be like a part of their uh, – they don't want it to be like a uh, was a punishment or looked down upon. They want it to be a part of the Pistons. They want it to be like connected to each other. Uh, so so may, I think that might be a reason for it as well. Um, and obviously, like you just said, they're not really trying to win games at, at this point right now. So them – them just choosing to pick up guys from their Motor City Cruise team, even if they aren't necessarily, you could say, maybe the best options out there. Um, like you said, they could be expecting guys to come back quicker than than was originally thought, so they don't want to bring in outside guys. Uh, and also, I feel like that has a lot to do with the fact that they, Dwayne Casey and Troy Weaver have talked about it themselves, how they want the, the Motor City Cruise team to be considered part of the Pistons and part of the culture and all these things, not a punishment to look down upon if someone goes down there, go back, all those kind of things. It makes sense in that area, so... Uh, that, that that's probably why we've seen Derek Walton, uh, Diallo, uh, Davias Avidis make a return. Uh, I think that's my best explanation for it. Yeah, I mean, I guess like a, an example of a guy. It looks like what Marquise Chris was signed by the Dallas Mavericks. So like, is that a guy that was young enough? He was a number eight pick at one point. He's still only I think twenty four or twenty five right now. Like, why why did we maybe not see the Pistons try to go out on a limb with somebody like him? I'm not saying it had to be him, but, you know, there's some guys like him out there as I scroll through the list that maybe it would have made a little more sense or you would have thought like, oh, that would have been intriguing to see whenever we need to take up minutes anyway. So I think that's probably what the where the question came from. And I can understand that, especially at the big man position, but also maybe they wanted to see Luca Garza and uh, check Diallo, you know, like I'm intrigued to see what we see from Luca Garza through these next couple of games. I started my breakdown on him and I've formed some pretty strong opinions on him even more so after watching him play on Sunday night. All right. So that's a good segue in the second segment we'll talk about and we'll directly answer. I'm sorry. My voice is cracked. uh, Directly answer. Why do do we agree with the Pistons not bringing in any centers, any, any lap threats, any of those kind of things that we've preached about for a while during this 10 day period, just to take advantage of and to see how it looks and how it works. Uh, But we'll talk about that in the next segment. We'll also branch out to what Bryce was talking about with Luca Garza and things that you should look forward to seeing from the Pistons uh, over the next week or so. And what you should take away from the past, what's it been a week and a half now since Cade's been out or no six days, you said uh, the last week of games without some of the guys. So we'll talk about that when we come back. But first, Got to tell you guys a little bit about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you a little bit about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Is this business scam out to get you? Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concert is there when you need them to, to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. So don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? 
Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And make sure you go check us out on YouTube at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. I'd really appreciate it. Um, and before we get into this topic, I just want to say this. Uh, we're scrambling for topics during this time. I, I Definitely, we're scrambling right now. A lot of guys are out. There's not much to talk about. We're trying to find things to talk about. Uh, and I also, you know, I get hit with COVID now. So this is just a tough time. Tough time, I think, to be a locked-on Pistons host. Well, I'm going to keep trucking out there, and we're going to get things done. Uh, so, Bryce, let's get into the question that was originally asked. Why haven't the Pistons gotten some centers? I'll, I'll let you go first, and then I'll follow in after you. Do you agree with them not bringing any lob threats? Do you see a point to it? Do you think it could help if they did? What's your overall thoughts on it? Real quick, I just want to mention the the present from Megan in the background. You're locked on Pistons. Yeah. The, the, like, that thing is dope. That that That's sick. So, um, well well done by Megan there on that She's going to love hearing that when she <laughs> listens to them all. I, I honestly thought about, like, sending that tweet over to my wife. Like, hey, can we get a Motor City <laughs> yeah. for it? But, all right, um, to the question. The more I think about it, because I hadn't thought about this too in-depth. Like, I was like, they're just going to be bringing Motor City Cruise guys. I thought about like, maybe they really do want to see, you know, check Diallo, see what he can do. Um, I know it's not a fair shake because, you know, you have Derek Walton Jr., no offense to him, but you have him at point guard as opposed to Cade or Killian, um, even Saban Lee, you know. And so it's not completely fair look, but you're getting these guys against real quality NBA competition. You know, the Spurs, I believe, only had one guy in COVID protocol, DeJounte Murray. So we got a, a, almost their full squad, even though he's probably their best player. So the more I think about it, the more I'm okay with it. I think probably they just wanted to say, like, why bring in somebody that may win us a game? And we have a couple guys we'd like to get a look at in check and in Luca Garza. And again, I'm excited to get a look at Luca Garza playing this many minutes and see what he can do. All right. So this is this is my opinion on it. I think I disagree a little bit with Bryce here, which is which we and Bryce don't usually disagree that that much, but we will disagree a little bit here. Um, I think that it, I, I don't really see the point of bringing Diallo up. Uh, you kind of talked about him on the last podcast, last time you came on here, about how he was a little bit of a disappointment over at KU. Uh, hasn't really done that much in the NBA either. Um, and he's, what is he, he's 6'8", with like, what, a 7'3 wingspan? He has a super long wingspan or something. Um, but that's basically Isaiah Stewart, even though he's more bouncier than Isaiah Stewart. But that's it's like the same kind of thing. They're short with long wingspans. Um the Pistons, and we've talked about this all year on the podcast and even in the summer, and we, we've talked about it for a long time. I desperately just want to see the Pistons have a lob threat. I desperately want to have them, not even just a lob threat. It honestly doesn't even have to be a lob threat. It's an actual big guy uh, because I, I don't think this team even has a, a legit big guy out there. Uh, Luca Garza, uh, and we're going to talk about him right after this, uh, but I have some – it sounds like Bryce may have seen some things that made himself a little bit more encouraged by his play, uh, but overall I'm just – I'm. I'm I'm not totally sold on Luca right now, and I, I don't feel like he actually serves like he's so. What what he does defensively is so like uh, is so is is so hard to 
to see him doing anything defensively that I don't really consider him a legit big because it's like a, a legit liability over there. So I, I just want to see this team like an actual big guy. He's like 6'10", 6'11", that can move around uh, seven feet, can move around, play physical, and maybe maybe jump, just jump super high and catch some lobs. Like, I want to see something like that because I don't think this team has that even on the roster, obviously. They haven't had it on the roster all season. Uh, they, they've been just – overmatched height-wise and, and uh, how big their team is compared to other other squads. It's just – I just wanted – I, I don't see why they wouldn't just test that out, especially this is a point that I would – maybe I'm looking way too much into this. But a point that I would point out is if if you do want to trade Jeremy Grant and you're looking for a big guy and you're looking for that type of build, I feel like that if you were just got uh, like, a, like an idea about it or seen it somewhat in live action, maybe it gives you a little bit more like an idea of what you want and what you'll see. Uh, but also, like you said, we don't have Killian. We don't have Cade. We, uh, they don't have um, who, who else? Corey Joseph, uh, Josh Lee. Jackson, Saving Lee. The, the list goes on and on and on. Ronnie McGrew, all these guys, they're all gone. Jeremy Grant's gone. Kelly Linux has gone. So would you even get an idea of what it looks like anyways if you brought in a center uh, with all your guys out? That's a fair point as well. So I don't know. I, I, I As I say that right there, maybe it doesn't really matter. And, and you know, it doesn't – they wouldn't have really got a good shot at it anyways. But personally, I just I, I it, it does kind. Of, I'll say this: it kind of like raised the eyebrow for me when they said, "Oh, they signed Chick Diallo," and I look at his height. And I'm like, "Oh, the Pistons have struggled with height and how big they are all season." They go out and sign another undersized center. That's that's interesting. They they didn't want to like you know go a different route. I that, I'll, I'll end it with that. It was it raised a little bit of an eyebrow, but in, in totality, probably doesn't matter at all. I want to stay on that actually, if that's okay, Koo, because I, I wrote on my notes is. Is that Weaver's type? Like, are we all going to sit here and and think that this offseason and and maybe the the right guy in the draft just lands in the Pistons' hands? You know that that fits that mold. Um, but you know, maybe he just missed out in free agency and didn't get the guy he wanted. You know, obviously Cade was the pick in the draft in the second round. Maybe there wasn't a guy that fit that mold that he wanted. But do you think maybe he just doesn't value it at the same? Um, priority that we all do do you think that's a possibility i i hope not i don't i don't know um i mean he was over in oklahoma city and they had steven adams who is not like insane athlete but i feel like a few years ago when he wasn't okc he was a bit of he was a better roller uh he caught some lobs so i don't know i I think that's an interesting question that we'll have to wait and see play out um I don't know. I think that's actually a good question. I, we're gonna have to wait and see how that plays out. I don't know as of this point. I, I, I I'd like to think that's not the case because you drafted Killian Hayes and like everyone coming into the draft, like the whole idea about Killian Hayes. And actually, I don't know because he signed Mason Plumley and Mason Plumley kind of filled that role as well. So I think maybe he just you know he, he got went with Kelly Olynyk because they desperately needed shooting. And then like you've been saying, like you said about this these last ten days, uh, they don't really have any of their guys anyways. They wouldn't be able to really test it out, and they just want to stay internal and and kind of like give those guys who are with them a chance and, and a little bit of, I don't know, what's the word? Um, a little bit of, a, you know, a brownie points. Try to give them a little bit of, of, of hope. Like, hey, thank you for being with us. Uh, we see the work you guys are doing down there in the Most City Cruise. Let's go ahead and give you guys a shot here. That That's a good point, Ku. Like, and again, we've talked about this with how they handled Derrick Rose, how they handled um, Blake Griffin. You know, I think probably how they end up handling Jeremy Grant. I don't think they just trade Jeremy Grant to anybody. I think they're going to trade him to a, a place that'll be a good fit for him and probably one that he signs off on. Maybe it is like, hey, like we want to take care of these guys. They're playing for us in the G League. 
for the Motor City Crews. We want to look out for them. And instead of going outside of the organization, because they do consider it as an organization as a whole, we're going to go right down the street and we're going to show these guys some love. And maybe not everybody appreciates that as much as it should, but I think there's value in that um, internally and externally. Because those guys have agents too. And those guys may have, um, you know, their agents may have a guy that's, you know, a free agent this summer. I think it all comes back to you eventually. Yeah, definitely. That, that, like you said, that stuff will come back to you, how you do right by players and you build a good reputation within your front office as a team. That definitely is a major perk to have. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, but in totality, I think I think right now we, we're lacking things to talk about, really stuff to care about. We're probably looking a little bit too deep into things. But I think that's a that last point we just talked about, I think is probably the most relevant point to really take out of all these things. Uh, but you said that is, was there something else you wanted to say? No, no, no. I just, and that doesn't mean what these other teams are doing is wrong. Like they're trying to win, like they're trying to jockey for conference standings. And so it makes sense for the Pistons, but for, I don't know, the Lakers, you know, they're trying to win games. They need to win games last, you know, right now, or, you know, whoever it is. So every organization's in a little different place. Yep, and I just want to point out real quick, you guys saw my boy Stanley Johnson over there in L.A. He actually was a part of a closing lineup. He was part of the little surge playing that defense on, on Harden, you feel me? It's what it is. Uh, but <laughs> let's, let's move on to what you were saying. You said you saw some things from Luca, Luca Garza um, that I, I don't know if it was encouraging, discouraging, just what was it? We'll talk about him a little bit. We'll talk about him even more in the sec, uh, the third segment. We'll carry it over. But let's give you a little bit of a head start here. What, what was it that, you, that you're saying? Was it bad, good? Um, yeah, I saw I, – I, it's what we've seen from him already, Koo, and I don't think Keith Black Trudeau is going to like this because I, I, I don't think he likes when people go at Luca Garza's defense, but his defense has a lot to work, Koo, a lot to work on. Like, it's, it's, it's rough. Like, he's playing drop coverage, Koo, and he's still getting beat to the rim by the roll guy because he can't guard the ball and then even slide his feet over to take a charge or contest, and that's why he's getting in foul trouble. He's getting called for blocks, like – blocking fouls not trying to block the shot but blocking fouls because he can't drop and he has to drop so deep and he's still not getting there and then he also can't recover and get a box out for the defensive rebound so the the defense is discouraging now in fairness and this was Keith Black's uh point was nobody played any defense on Sunday night for the Pistons so it's a little bit hard um to to judge him so harshly but just looking at him individually now offensively I do like the floor spacing. I do think he's a good screener, and he's not going to be a lob threat. But can he catch and find sneaky ways, crafty ways to finish in the in the role, which Isaiah Stewart does not do right now? But if Garza can figure that out, um, that that's a plus offensively. I just the, the defense is very concerning. And what real quick, he plays so hard, Koo. He still was getting beat in transition because he's flat out not fast enough. Like I hate to say it, but he just he just isn't. So I'll tell you guys what my thoughts are about what Bryce just said when we come back from the ad break, and we'll continue to talk about Luca Garza in that third segment. Uh, but first, we gotta keep the lights going. Let me talk about one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season more, more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college football season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. So make sure you go ahead to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty mo- percent uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. That's promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety-three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/podcast. Just go to Indeed.com/podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com/podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, go to the YouTube channel, check us out over there, hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, but we were just talking about Luca Garza before we went to break. I want to comment on what Bryce was talking about. We'll probably go back and forth real quick. Uh, and then we have a fun little question I answered on yesterday's podcast that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but I completely agree with you. So and I'll say this. I disagree with Keith. And if you guys you – guys, uh, of the podcast, friends of the podcast, or listeners of the podcast, not friends, listeners of the podcast. Um, if you guys listened in the summer, we had Keith on the podcast. We talked about the history of the Pistons. He's the histor- hist- historian of history itself. Like I say on the podcast all the time, he knows everything about history. Uh, but I disagree with him about this because it's not like it's not like Luca Garza has any other history of being a good defender ever. Like it's not like this was just like a oh you know he's been better recently. No, he's like it, that's not he doesn't have a track record of ever being better than this at defense. So I, I don't buy that first of all. And second, what you were pointing out is 100% correct. He's just so, and, and like you guys, we had Frank, his father on the podcast. I think they're a great family. I love Luca's work ethic, how hard he works. And I get why you take a chance on a guy who works that hard and has that kind of work ethic. So I get it, but it, just being honest, he's so slow footed that it's, it's tough to ever see him legit getting rotational minutes. Um, because of how bad his defense is, like you said, there was a few times he got he ended up fouling out this game, uh, last game against the San, San Antonio Spurs, excuse me. And in the first half, there was a few times I saw him pick up a foul simply because uh, he was, like you said, he was in drop coverage. The roller still beat him to his spot, and while he tried to go vertical, he's not really going vertical because he's having to retreat and 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 like jump towards the guy just to get try to get in front of him. He's not really in front of him. It's just it's tough. He can't guard the ball handler. He's not much of a rim protector either. Uh, so it's just, and, and and there's one, and I've pointed this out in the summer league. And I've seen this happen a few times as well. He's not a very smart defender right now either. Uh, hopefully that gets better as he plays in the NBA longer. But there's times, like I mentioned in the summer league, when they played zone, and he wasn't even in his zone. He was like wandering around. Uh, there's times when you watch him in the NBA right now, and it just seems like he's confused about what he should be doing out there. Defensively, it's a major, it, it's just a major, major work in progress for him. Uh, and then offensively, I think this is this is the thing. I, I'm trying to weigh this. I'm trying to be objective here, because has he looked better offensively? Yes, but are we overvaluing overvaluing how he's looked offensively because of the lack of offense we've seen from our bigs thus far? Like, is it the fact that he's simply able to roll to the rim and catch the ball and 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 make a layup? Are we overvaluing that because we haven't seen that for the majority of the season? Right. He obviously has very much uh, a lot of offensive talent. His floor spacing is a major plus. Uh, but I, so I agree with all those things, but I do, I have found myself questioning, are people overvaluing, or, or even myself, am I overvaluing what he brings to the offense inside or rolling, whatever, simply because he's better than what the Pistons had 
And what the Pistons had just wasn't that good. Um, but I, I, I can't deny his offensive talent, basically. It's just his – again, I think we said this a few weeks ago when you guessed on the podcast that he legit would have to be a world beater offensively to, like, make up for what happens defensively. Um, but as of right now, the Pistons the Pistons don't have any other options. He's going to play in a playing time. Uh, maybe we, we start to see some better things from him offensively to make it worth saying, keeping him on, on, uh, on the floor. Even with his defense, he did have 20 points this last game. Uh, he had 20 points, six rebounds, two assists. He shot 7-14 from the floor, 2-5 from deep, 4-5 from the free throw line. Um, he was a minus 17, but the Pistons lost by like 38 or however much they lost by. They lost by a shit ton. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, Luka Garza, I mean, offensively talented, but like you said, it's basically the same thing we've been saying for, for a while now, that he's offensively talented, but defensively it's just a big struggle. Yeah, I mean, I think for him to really be end up a net positive, he has to actually shoot close. I mean, he's not going to, but, you know, what does his dad predict? The 50% three-point shooter, first, yeah. you know, whatever. But, like, I think he legit has to be in, like, right around the 45% from three-point range. And that – that because what that truly does, Koo, like – it, it really opens the floor. There's a ton of floor spacing offensively with a guy that can shoot that well. Um, I don't know if his heavy feet can improve or not. Maybe, you know, I, I, I'm not in that in depth with like uh, the strength and quickness programs and the strength coaches and the trainers and what they have for him. The position and the anticipation defensively is something I've noticed as well. I wonder if that's something that will slow down for him eventually, but the rim protection is my biggest issue. Like, he can't switch. He can't blitz. He can't hedge. He can't do any of that stuff. He has to play drop coverage, but then he's really not able to protect the rim. And I don't care whether it's a block shot or taking a charge. I don't care which, just can you protect the paint and then also protect offensive rebounds from the other team. And he just hasn't shown an ability to do that yet. I want to ask you a question. Who would you rather have one possession pick and roll with Cade Cunningham, him or Isaiah Stewart though? Luca Garza. I, I actually agree. I think he's shown a better chance of catching the pass and finishing. He's not going to dunk it, but just like a skill and a crafty way of finishing. And he's really good actually at anticipating misses in those situations and going and getting an offensive rebound. He's a pretty good offensive rebounder for not being that good of a defensive rebounder. Well, so just to give him a little bit more credit here, um, as of right now, it is a small sample size because he hasn't played that much. It's only on 31 possessions. But as a pick-and-roll man, he ranks in the 82nd percentile across the league. He scores 1.32 points per possession uh, over these 31 possessions. And on offensive rebounds, like you just mentioned, this is also on a incredibly small sample size, uh, but he's in the 92nd percentile on offensive rebound putbacks. So, I mean, again, these are, like, incredibly small samples. Like we're talking about 15 possessions on the offensive rebounds. But he's doing something with his limited time. Uh, so he's going to continue to get time to, to show things offensively. Um, and honestly – the Pistons aren't really trying to win games anyway, so I have no problem with them if they wanted to start playing him a little bit more over Trey Lyles because of what he brings offensively. Uh, but, again, it, it's I, we need to see some kind of progress defensively with him to seriously consider him any part of, like, an NBA player, not just a rotational player, but an NBA player, if he can make any kind of strides defensively. Uh, but, I mean, I guess that's something to look forward to over the next few games with Literally only Sadiq Bey, Hamdou Diallo, and Frank Jackson currently not in healthy and safety protocols. They could end up in healthy and safety protocols by the time I post this. Uh, we've seen like it's at, we've added like two more players to that each day. Uh, so who knows? But hopefully if, you know, I don't know who's boosted, who's not uh, on the Pistons, but they are shortening up the, the window with that. So we could see some guys return quicker than we thought. Uh, stay tuned. Make sure you guys go follow Woj. 
if you guys aren't already, you guys should be following him and turn your notifications on so you guys can get like all those updates uh, as it comes out. Uh, but Bryce, let's go ahead and have a little bit of some fun here. <laughs> so I was asked this question, and also I hope you I, I, did. You end up hearing my answer to your question yesterday. No, I, I haven't listened. I haven't listened to yes Monday's episode yet. I will. I'll listen to it tomorrow morning when I work out. I'll listen to it, but I haven't yet. So I just want to tell you this. My answer to you was. I don't care who the five. I'm tired of all the trash talk. I'm tired of people like talking, talking. So I'm just gonna straight up say it. I don't care who the five is. I'm beating anyone in Pistons Twitter that wasn't a D1 Hooper. Anyone <laughs> you don't count because you played D1, so fair enough. But anyone else, there's no one that can check me. There's no one that's gonna beat me. There's no one that can play with me. It is what it is. You can give me just put me with four other guys as long as they know how to catch the ball. I'll be straight. I don't care who's on the other team. I'll be straight. So, Ooh, I really want to do this. I really want to like take in these draft profiles from all of Pistons Twitter. Let people submit like what level they played at, their high school, you know, their high school numbers, their heights, their ages, all of that. And then I want you and I to have a play GM and we'll draft a starting five and a sixth man, maybe even a coach or something like that. And, and just see who can, who can assemble the better team. I don't know. I think it'd be fun, but yeah, um, it, it, it would be fun. It would be fun. But again, I just want to make sure everyone out there knows all you guys. I, and listen, I'll call people out right now. Beat writers, fans, <laughs> fans of the podcast, writers, uh, podcasters, anyone in the Pistons community at all. If you guys did not play college basketball D1, you can't check me. It's not going to happen. I, I'm, I'm the best out there. So I cannot wait for Twitter tomorrow. Twitter tomorrow is going to be so much fun. I love when the Pistons Twitter community gets into the uh, the the basketball playing flexes. Like, I try not to say too much, but the whenever they were doing the shooting thing, and I went down and took the video and posted, I like I, I just couldn't help myself. So, well, Bryce, again, like I said, you don't count, man. You played D one <laughs> basketball. You played against Blake Griffin. You just don't count. Us people, us normal people, don't don't aren't six seven and, and can. And, and, and have that type of stuff going on. So you don't count, sadly. But I do, I, I do want to ask you this from our, our friend Eli, who asked me this question yesterday. In a 5v5 setting, in pickup, college, high school, uh, street ball, anything, have you ever been embarrassed in any type of way? Got your ankles taken, got crossed up, posterized, uh, anything like that? My answer was, my high school coach told us this, and he's 100% right. Tell me if you agree with this. The quickest way to find out if someone is actually a hooper and someone actually plays basketball, you ask them, have they ever been embarrassed on the court before? If they say no, they're not a hooper for real. Because if you play against good players all the time, everyone's going to get got at least once. If you haven't been got before, it's because you're not playing against dudes who are good. So my answer was, of course it was. And my moment was my friend Sean Bunting, Sean Murphy Bunting, who plays for the the Buccaneers. He's the corner over there. Uh, Our senior year, I was underneath the basket, depending on inbound. I don't know why I was underneath there. I'm (laughs) 5'9". But I threw a lob over my head and he dumped on me. Here's what it is. It happened. It happened. Okay. It happened. It happens. But when you hoop with athletes like that and hoop with people who know how to hoop for real, it's it's not possible. Everyone's going to get got. It's not possible to not have gotten got before. So what do you think about the answer? Do you agree with me or am, am I am I going too far with it? No, no, no. I think I agree with you. Like if you've never – I've gotten dunked on. Um, I never guarded the ball like close enough or, you know, I tried to stay away from those matchups to get like crossed over, but you know, I've had my pocket picked, you know, I mean, all those stuff. Um, so I, I agree with you. Yeah. Like if you've played at a high enough level or against not even just against good enough competition, pickup or otherwise, um, stuff like that's going to happen to you. You have one moment that like sticks out in your head of what, like, 
so so you gave me a you know a heads up on this one so here's the most like i don't want to say embarrassing moment but like so i got punked by georgetown georgetown hoyas like um jesse sap which is probably a name that most people won't know but roy hibbert was on this team patrick ewing jr jeremiah rivers dewan summers vernon macklin so, oh no, Dewan Summers. That one hits home for all those business fans. Bro, Dewan's, I think I've said this. Dewan Summers was my matchup for that game. And I walked out onto the court, and usually, like it says, like, oh, they're six eight, but they're actually six five. Dewan Summers was like legit six eight, six nine. And I walked out onto the court to stand next to him for the tip, and I was like, Oh shit, like this isn't gonna be good. <laughs> so, like, I literally got I was I was uh, starstruck isn't the right I was deer in the headlights if, if people have heard that phrase before like I just and here's what's crazy and, and this is going to be a humble brag it's not even a humble brag I'm doing it on purpose but a week before that we had beat Maryland at Maryland so Grievous Vasquez is a name that people will know he was on that Maryland team and so Little American University right down the road from Maryland and it was actually one, probably the best game I played in college I had 20 points but we beat them at Maryland right before Christmas the game after Christmas is Georgetown, you know, so we're thinking we're okay. You know, we're going to play with them. And we did not one and two, they completely punked me. I remember there was a sideline out of bounds and Jesse Sapp just staring me down as I'm throwing the ball in and I won't even make eye contact with him. Cause I'm just so like, I was so, I was like, you, you can, you can visualize this. Like that dude is just a dude. And he's just staring at me like, come on, come on. And I'm like, just looking the other way. Like I wanted nothing to do with, I'm, I think back on it now and I'm so embarrassed. Like they punked the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it was, the stage was too much. Just, I mean, that team lost to Steph Curry in the second round of the NCAA tournament that year. So, I mean, that was a good squad. Roy Hibbert was a monster, um, but not one of my finest moments. Fair enough. Fair enough. See, it happens to everybody. <laughs> Bryce was a D1 hooper and he had it happen to him, man. It happens to everybody. If you're a hooper for real and you play against good comp, it's impossible to avoid ever getting a highlight done on you before. It's impossible to avoid. It happens all the time. Uh, there's one thing I want to point out. We're talking about that. And all of you guys listening here, I hope you guys are having fun. I know the listenership dies down a little bit as it gets to the end, but those of you guys still listening, I hope you guys are having fun with this. I just want to point this out and, and, and throw this one out there. Cause this was a fun story. I think I've mentioned this before. Probably. I don't know if it's, it's not an embarrassing moment, but it's one of it's one of those moments that always stick out in my mind every time if someone asks me about this. Like, have you ever played against someone who's like punked you or, or like got a highlight done or anything like that? It's not necessarily a highlight, but he he his IQ was off the charts, or like he was he was someone who helped made me realize, oh, okay, I can't do that. I have to like this dude knows what the hell he's doing. I that's that's insane. So this guy, I don't know if you know him, Jermaine Jackson. He played in the NBA. He played like in the, I think, 90s, whatever. He actually played for the Pistons at one point. His son, Jermaine Jackson Jr., I played against him my entire life. His son was absurd. He used to play in the little little leagues with us. He was out here doing behind-the-back passes and stuff. Like, he was insane. And he ended up leaving like in seventh grade to go play overseas for like three years. And then when he comes back, he goes to my rival school. I went to Chippewa Valley. I don't know if any of you guys are around. I know some of you guys have said you guys live around me. Uh, but I went to Chippewa Valley High School in Clinton Township. Our rival was Dakota High School. He went there, and he brought, like, a, they, they straight up were cheating. They brought, like, all kinds of guys. They, like, recruited guys to the school, and they were, like, a powerhouse. They were monsters. But we had a pretty good team, too. Uh, There's a dude named Stephen Lloyd. Uh, we might have him on the podcast one time, because he ended up went, going on to play college basketball. We might want to pick his brain on that sometime. But anyways, 
I'm getting, I'm getting too drawn up. What I'm saying is I ended up going against Jermaine again my senior year, and I was an insane defender. That, back in high school, I hadn't developed what I have now. I, I'm, I'm skill-wise way better than I was then. I can shoot. I can ball hand a little bit better. I can do all those things. All, but in senior year of high school, I was just a really good defender, hustler, fast break, transition type of guy. Wasn't really someone you want uh, the ball in their hands a lot. So I'm the primary defender on Jermaine. Jermaine is like it's like the it might be like the third possession of the game, and he's dribbling up the court. And literally, Bryce, all I did, and you'll know where I'm going with this. All I did, I had my arms like my my forearm like in front of me, like getting ready to play defense. And as soon as it literally just, as soon as I touched him even a little bit, head goes flying back. Cut foul on Kuka Hill. One foul right there. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't even touch him. So then next possession, literally, and I'm not joking. The next possession. He's coming up the top of the key, crosses over to the right. I have my arm right there again, doing the same thing. That's how I was taught to play defense. I have it right there. As soon as he feels the touch, hey, falls back. Second foul me. I'm taking out the game. I'm in foul. I'm like, bro, what the hell's going on? So right then and there, he he got me out the game quick. And that right there helped me learn, like, a lot of things. Like, do not – like, there's some dudes that have just mastered that whole – as soon as they feel any kind of contact, they know how to, like, make it convincing as hell. Uh, and he that kind of, that moment right there, something I always remember and always talk about. Cause it was one of those first like eye-opening moments. Like, okay, this dude's legit. He knows how to like. Not only does he know how to play, he like knows how to like do like the, the intent, like all those kind of like. It is crazy. Yeah, there, there's some people that just perfect that stuff. It's the way they jerk and the sound effect with it, and they time it up perfect. And, uh, and and they're really good at it. It's not just in the NBA. It's at all levels. You find guys that are just really good at doing that type of stuff. All right, well, we've extended the podcast a little longer than people probably, probably would like, but I hope you guys enjoyed the story time. We usually don't ever get Bryce to talk about his college basketball days at all. He always tries to – he never talks about it. It took us, like, months just to get the story about how he tore his knee, uh, like, after months of him being on the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm going to have to tweet that clip out because I don't think even Motor City Hoops gets that kind of insight on his, on never his college days. I've, I, I don't think I've ever talked. I've never told my story of my injury. I've never told that story. Nothing. I, I don't talk about it very much. So um, you caught me on a good night, I guess. There you go. There you go. You guys are, you guys are fortunate to get all of that. But uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, I, I want to say really quick, for real, appreciate you, Bryce, for coming on, man. I legit was not feeling good at all coming on to the package. wanting to record before coming on. But uh, and even at the beginning, you guys probably noticed that I wasn't as, like, into like I, I was lacking energy but Bryce always talking with Bryce about the Pistons and basketball it hypes me up and it gets me excited I feel honestly I feel legit better right now because I feel like I got my energy back up so for real thank you for coming on last second notice I really appreciate it I was I was not doing good for a minute there no doubt you you look better than than you did whenever we first jumped on so I'm glad and I hope you and Megan continue to feel better and if you guys have it in you some more Pistons stuff I recorded with Amari Sankofa so go check that out on the Detroit Bad Boys podcast feed and and get that in today or sometime this week as well. And and as all, I'm the same way, Koo. I'm hyped right now. I'm ready to go do something because <laughs> uh, I'm energized. So you know I love it. Appreciate you, man. Make sure you guys go check out Bryce's podcast at Motor City Hoops. It's an amazing podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Motor City Hoops. He's a great follow. Also, make sure you guys go make your second listen of every single day. Locked on Pets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Make sure you go check it out. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Had a little bit of fun. It's a downtime with the Pistons. The numbers are, you know, it, it's 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 struggling right now with the Pistons, man. It's struggling. Attendance is down. 
and it's not helping with all these guys out, but we're trying to make the most out of it and bring some fun topics to talk about. So I hope you guys are still enjoying listening to the podcast. Hopefully these guys come back soon. Hopefully we have some good news to tell you guys in the next podcast. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody, and make sure you stay safe. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.